This episode and every episode of the Beer Guys Radio Show is brought to you by Ironmonger Brewing. Visit Ironmonger at their tap room in Marietta, Georgia, or online at ironmongerbrewing.com. Open up a tab, grab a seat, and pour a pint. It's time for the Beer Guys Radio Show. You want free beer? Go to the brewery. Dedicated to the art, science, and enjoyment of craft beer. Yeah, what's wrong with the beer we got? Now, here are your hosts, Tim Dennis and Brian Hewitt. And welcome to the Beer Guys Radio Show. We are broadcasting from the Beer Guys Radio Studios in Marietta, Georgia. And this week, we're talking with Big Draft Brewing. I'm Tim Dennis, and with me as always is my good friend and co-host, Brian Hewitt. Hey, Tim. So joining us today, we have Clay Elkins and David Bostick, the co-founders of Big Draft Brewing, and J.W. Grossclose, the brewmaster and also an owner of Big Draft. We're going to talk about saisons, new beers, and probably secret bunkers. Secret bunkers, southern resorts. That's right. (laughs) Floods, unfortunately. Oh, yeah, floods, too. We've got a lot of topics to cover, guys, for sure. Thanks for joining us. Thanks for joining us. We appreciate it. Thanks for having us. We appreciate it. Look, the opportunity is amazing, guys. So Good deal. Look, look, good deal. You know, we're going to start this. I'm going to get right into this, Sudsy slash David. We're going to tell a story. Sit okay. back, pour you a beer, and listen to this story. So, as you know, we are a syndicated radio show. We're on stations all across the country, and we're always excited to get a new station. Well, recently I got an email from our uh, network manager, and he said, guys, we got you a new station, and it is in White Sulphur Springs, West Virginia. Brian, my mind was blown. Was it? It was. Do you know why? I have I have an idea why, but why you don't do. you tell I'm me? I'm going to tell. So my roots are in White Sulphur Springs, okay. West Virginia. That's uh, My mother's side of the family is from White Sulphur Springs and uh, has been there at least since the 1800s. Family owns a little land on top of a mountain there. I remember in childhood going up there, and we had a spring on the land. We built a little catch box for the spring, and it was ice, ice cold coming straight out of the spring. So you could scoop you a cup of ice-cold mountain spring water or make you some of the best coffee you ever had and stand on the edge of the mountain looking out in the valley at the fog in the valley in the mornings and watching that, the sunrise and sipping your coffee. And there's not much better than that. It sounds nice. There really isn't. So a great little town. So we got the connection there. Very cool. I called the station manager to say thank you for adding the show. And he started telling me about the breweries in White Sulphur Springs and mentioned to me Big Draft Brewing. And I said, well, you know what? We're going to have to get him on the show. And we get to talking. And he starts talking and mentioning names of the owners. And he mentions David Bostick. And I said, Bostick? That's my family. That's my family is the Bostick family. So we get to talking to David. As you and I chatted, I don't think we've figured out exactly where the branches lie in relation to each other, but there's some cousinry in there somewhere, correct? I think you're making all this up, Tim. I have no idea. Who is this guy? Who is this guy? Who is this guy? I was not told about this beforehand. <laughs> right. No, you're absolutely right. So the Glace is the little town uh, right. up on the mm-hmm. hill in the Glace Springs and my family heritage is, you know, White Sulphur. Been there since probably on the same carriage Same time you. frame, right? Yeah, yeah exactly. So it, it's definitely a connection and a uh, small world, right? So small it's so world, cool yeah. To reconnect and got to get your butt to White Sulphur. I got to get yeah, back up and visit. Yeah. yeah, so the short yeah. story there is random connection of a station. We get there and I find out one of the breweries in town that I'm related to one of the owners. Now, apparently, based on about 
two or three hours worth of genealogical work about five years ago. Right. Apparently, I have roots that go back to West Virginia at some point. So if there's a bunch of Hewitts well, around there, maybe that's me. But Well, you know, I've got Hewitt family. That's true. Yeah, it, yeah. I've got Hewitt family that married into the Bostick family. And when I talk about my cousin Hewitt that I'm very close with, I just call him the other Hewitt. And yes. when, so when I talk to him about you, I call you the other Hewitt. It works out. It works out okay. Yeah, it interchangeable. Out, so. Reuse that name. It we works. are family. Oh yeah, all, all here. So so there's the intro story. Do we story, have to everybody. be? I mean, can we go on pretending that we're not? <laughs> there's reasons we drink, Brian. That's right. Yes, there's reasons we drink. It all comes out in the bottom of the can. No it worries. does. That's the truth. That is the truth. Well, y'all, thank you so much. We again, we appreciate it. There's our intro story. And uh, we're going to dive into this more. We're going to learn all about Weisshofer Springs and the growth there. And y'all are just going to humor me this show because I'm going to talk about my roots. Okay. And we're going to talk about Weisshofer Springs and Big Draft and rock and roll, Brian, is what they call it. Okay. Sounds good. Well, let's talk about the beers of the week. Now it's time for our beers of the week. Brought to you by The Nest. Craft beer and barbecue in downtown Kennesaw, Georgia. TheNestKennesaw.com. Brian, as always, we've got a great list of beers here to try. You know, my cousin actually owns a brewery that made these beers. Did? No kidding. True story. True story. True story there. So so we've got a great selection of beers, Brian, from Big Draft Brewing. Right now, we are currently sipping on Foreman American Lager. We also have a Sudsy's Pale Ale, a Bow Red Bohemian Red. Bow Red Bohemian Red. Did I get that right? Is that the correct way to say that? You the got the Brian, thumbs up. You, you made yes. the you made the notes here, so I, have I, to I be did. Sure. I did. I, I caught some. I caught some video with uh, okay. JW talking about it. It's definitely. Good. It sounds like it's definitely Bow Red. Good stuff. Yes. And uh, in keeping with the season, we've got a fest beer here, a Marzen. Yeah, a Marzen fest beer to get into. So, and as always, Brian, we want to thank the Nest for sponsoring this segment. Craft beer, barbecue, downtown Kennesaw. Get down there, check them out. Watch the game, get some wings, and try some nachos, Brian. Oh, absolutely. You definitely need to Smoked do Smoked wings and nachos. That's the way to go there. We should sure. go now. Yeah, right? right? Yeah. Can we take this whole show take over there? Take the whole there? show yeah. over there? We might be able to do that. We get this all portable, get it on wheels. Next time, Brian. Brian, why don't you tell us what's happening in the news? What's in the news? The beer guys have the scoop. Extra, extra, read all about it. Time for headlines. Okay, so the biggest news of the week is AB InBev is considering selling off its German beer brands, their assets, for the tidy sum of 1 billion euros or $1.2 billion. <laughs> I got the Dr. Evil uh, yeah, pinky the, the thing pinky over there. Thing. It kind of threw me off. <laughs> uh, those brands include both Francis Connor and Spaten, and I didn't realize that they owned either one of those. I'm not terribly surprised by that. The reason for doing this is, according to Bloomberg, to accelerate the efforts to refocus the business amid demand for newer drinks such as seltzers. So they're getting rid of good beer to focus on... <laughs> seltzer. Yeah, yeah. seltzers. Yes. Right. Make sure Ex- to say exactly. the right word there. It, seltzers. As well as they're trying to also reduce the mountain of uh, beer debt that they took on in earlier acquisitions under previous management. So it's not a done deal, but they're pretty deeply in debt and uh, on some beer properties that are pretty static for them right now. They're not really making any ground on that. So uh, And they're losing ground, actually, to some competing beverages. So I wouldn't be surprised to see if this happens. And, you know, yeah. Tim, big beer just can't catch a break. They can't. It's been a while since we've been able to use that line, I exactly. think. Exactly. I've been looking for ways to work there that you go. in. But, there you uh, go. Yeah. Good news for Guinness fans out there. Guinness is opening their second U.S. brewery in Chicago. The Guinness Chicago Tap Room is expected to open in early 2023, sometime before St. Patrick's Day. 
They plan to start construction on the 15,000-square-foot property sometime this fall. Chicago is an easy choice. It's the second-largest U.S. market for the famous stout. And when it's complete, they will offer a food menu, a bakery, a mix of beers, some of them only available on-site from some other Guinness locations. The original location, of course, is the Guinness Open Gate Brewery, which is located near Baltimore, Maryland. So more Guinness on-site. More Guinness. Okay. Another big development, Schmaltz Brewing is closing after 25 years, and they're going out with a nationwide farewell to Schmaltz tour with a number of events around the country, and they've announced their first and final release of Bittersweet Lenny's Ripa in 16-ounce cans, as well as some other vintage beers from the Schmaltz Beer Vault and Exodus 2021 Barley Wine Ale, which was brewed with dates, figs, pomegranates, and grapes. So it's not your typical brewery going out of business situation, which is probably because the entire Schmaltz team is will be working on Alphabet City Brewing Company, which is held by the same owner. So they're kind of retiring one property. Okay. Okay. They're not really quitting the business. They're just kind of reallocating things, and they've decided that Schmaltz is not, not a brand that they need to uh, be pushing anymore. See, so. I'd seen the headlines of that, and I didn't read the deep story, and yeah. I thought it was just Schmaltz was just going away. And I think they're capitalizing on that a little bit. It's, okay. it's very much a kind of a clickbaity type of thing that they're doing, but they're, they're going to be around. They're just It's just not going to be schmaltz anymore. But it's noteworthy because they've been a property for so long. So as we all know, we're in the middle of a can shortage. We've got some good news. Crown Holdings is opening a new aluminum can manufacturing facility in Mesquite, Nevada. The uh, two-line 355,000-square-foot plant is expected to begin operations in the second quarter of 2023. They will be producing both standard and specialty beverage cans for the western U.S. This is the second facility Crown has announced opening. It's not actually open. Okay, fair they, enough. Uh, I'm not sure if we will get this out of a uh, can shortage, but it couldn't hurt to have all the extra cans eventually. So More cans yeah. is a good thing. Exactly. Sure enough. You are listening to the Beer Guys radio show. We need to take a break. But we'll be back very soon to talk more with Big Draft Brewing. Headed to the Battery in Atlanta? Be sure to check out the Terrapin Atlanta Brewery and Taproom. Whether the Braves are playing at home or on the road, the Terrapin Brewery and Taproom is always pouring all of our locally brewed Georgia beers like Hops Executioner and High and Hazy, while also introducing small batch R&D beers created on our five-barrel pilot system right inside the Braves Stadium. And if you're looking for great food, we've got you covered with Fox Brothers Texas-style barbecue. Stop by and see us today at the Terrapin Brewery and Taproom at the Battery Atlanta. Football season is here, and holiday parties are right around the corner. The Nest Kennesaw has you covered for both. Their new covered patio is perfect for cheering on your team while enjoying some great craft beer and keeping a safe social distance. When you're ready to schedule your next party, the Nest can handle big and small requests on-site or off-site at their event venue. Whether you're planning a weekend with a few friends or a party for 100, visit thenestkennesaw.com and make your plans today. guys on facebook twitter and instagram roger roger what's our back there victor now back to the beer guys radio show welcome back to the beer guys radio show remember all episodes are available on demand so if you miss the broadcast get the podcast beer guys radio is available on all popular and unpopular podcasting apps now let's get back to big draft brewing Big Draft Brewing, White Sulphur Springs, West Virginia, Brian, if you hadn't heard. That's right. So I, I had. 
We've got your uh, Fest beer here. JW, Marzen-style Fest beer, correct? And a uh, little caramely malt in that. Super tasty. How does Marzen perform in White Sulphur Springs, West Virginia? You know, it, it really hadn't been a surprise. Once we tasted it, we knew it was a good beer. Right. Um, we just released it, I guess, a week ago. It's right up there selling with the rest of them. So we've got a demographic or market that may be a little bit on the inexperienced side of craft beer. So anything on the, you know, the lighter, lager, just cleaner stuff is going to sell better in our joint currently. Right. And that's what I wonder. And like I said, it's been a couple decades, Brian, since I've been to White Sulphur Springs. So it's been a while and I didn't want to speak based on what I knew of White Sulphur Springs last time because 20 years is a long time, you know, a lot can change there. So let's back into that a little bit. Talking about White Sulphur Springs, there's been some challenges. It's a small area. If I see right, White Sulphur Springs itself is still only a couple thousand people ballpark. Uh, I think Greenbrier County, is it around 35,000? I think I saw. So, you know, it's a, a smaller town, but small towns love good beer too. Sure they do. Yeah. So, and that's, uh, you know, revitalizing the town. It's been a smaller town, you know, smaller market. The floods of 2016, is that right? Big Sexy, was it 2016 that it came through there? It was. It was a horrible, terrible day. I mean, we all remember it, and it's and it was terrible. It destroyed, I mean, Washed just a large part of, part of the, city, of the town, right? and or it was very like hard hit there. And uh, It was a very fast rain. I mean, within 24 hours, we got, uh, it was a thousand-year flood, and it basically just came right. in the valley, and uh, we had uh, lost a lot of life, and uh, so we all remember it, and uh, we're moving forward from there. And now on the on the other side of that, revitalizing, growing, putting that behind you. You guys are a big part of that with Big Draft. And you also have some other businesses that are kind of part of your group there. Is that right? Absolutely. Yeah. We do. Yep. Sudsy, you want to speak to that for us? A little bit of what's part of the family there? Yeah, absolutely. So, you know, with Heritage there, you'll remember Bones Diner, which was a small diner in the middle of town. We started in 1952 as a Valentine Diner. We started our initiative there 2018-19 and turned it into Roadhog's Barbecue. So it's a nice barbecue joint right there on Howard's Creek and Dry Creek. And then from there, we moved to the right, which is the old bowling hardware store. So it was 35,000 square foot, built in 1928-32, somewhere in that area. We gutted that whole building and put in a concert hall, put in a cafe, coffee shop, a full kitchen, a catering space, and then, of course, the main event, Big Draft Brewing and production area with a full restaurant tap room and outdoor beer gardens. We have three stages. We wanted to create a destination. Uh, entertainment, food, and beer is what we're all about. And we take claim to throw in the pebble in the pond. And once we started cool. moving right. dirt, man, the town just came alive and the momentum has not stopped. It's been a really cool thing being from there and seeing the community just, you know, wrap their hands around us and just love everything that we're doing and really support it. We're bringing some fun things and the, the people are traveling from a couple hundred miles to drink. These beers, man, are just phenomenal. Uh, JW and Dave Barron. The lead brewer just, they're killing it. And you can drink through all their beers and you're just surprised. They're knocked the, the dark beer. I really thought I'd get a Guinness with, uh, 
you know, a bitter end and it's smooth all the way through the bow red. They surprise you, but it just in a phenomenal way. And the chefs are so good and the team gels so well. The food's off the hook. The Greenbrier, you can get experience, but when you, you come to a small town like White Sulphur Springs, you're not sure what you're going to get. There wasn't, there hadn't much gone on in White Sulphur for yeah. a very, very, very long time. Man. Okay. So it's alive again. And that's the best way I can describe it. You know, we've got a Hammers bike shop in our stretch of development that is part of our I guess business family, but not part of this, but in an art studio and just, we're just taking advantage. Yeah. We're just taking advantage of it's about outdoor recreation too. You know, we're pushing all that. There's so many good things that are happening in that town. It's just, it's just phenomenal. The city's amazing to work with. I think I sent you a note. I've been involved in downtown revitalizations, but this one being home really was, it hit deeper, sure. right? right? So the matrix of a downtown revitalization craft beer and breweries is a key part of that and we're proud and i'm proud of this team and uh, to be really the driver behind what's happening good stuff yeah, yeah you know you talk about the driving and the growth i live in woodstock georgia northern suburb of atlanta not far from marietta yeah so right up there but not far i moved into my house in 2004 and the big and controversial news in the town at the time was they just built a super walmart and a lot of the older residents in town didn't think we needed that kind of advancement there. You know, they just weren't about that. But since then, they've revamped our downtown area. We've got a brewery down there. Uh, we've got a really nice beer bar, some great restaurants going on. We have, I think it's a 3,200-seat amphitheater now. There's 65 miles of trails that interconnect the city. You know, it's just in the last 17 years that I've been there, it's just changed. And the brewery, when it was originally built, was in the downtown area, but not on our main street. And they moved over to Main Street and put a bigger space there. And it's really physically and metaphorically the center of that growth and that boom down there. Yeah. You know, so yeah. it's a it's a gathering place. It, you know, exactly. people come together exactly. there. It so, it has enough. become a destination place where you would go and hang out because you could. Yes. There's a lot yeah. lot going on there. So that's a good positive step, a good solid brewery with a lot of attractions around right. it. Yeah, absolutely. Right. The demographic that comes, guys, I mean, it's all ages. It's all walks of life, you know. It's, right. It's just such a common area for people to come and enjoy and have fun. And, you know, the other pieces, you know, the old high school, White Sulphur Springs High School is being turned into a 30-room motel, the schoolhouse motel. Okay. And that's a key part of downtown. So it's just such an amazing growth, so. Yeah, and you know, when you go there, think about grabbing a beer. You've had a rough w work week. If you had a rough work week, that was tough to say, it but was, I did yeah. it. He's, you're not go, familiar with those rough work Right, weeks. right. <laughs> exactly. He's only had two beers. That's it, man. That's right. But you got to have your beer. I need one now, apparently. So exactly. you got to have your beer. Things go great. You have a great week at work week it's still <laughs> you're having trouble with this work oh, week man, you really are no more of that for me that's the last time i do that <laughs> but you're celebrating grab a beer with friends yeah you want to get away from something that was rough grab a beer with friends exactly. you know you want to chill out by yourself and just relax grab a beer no friends exactly so it's whatever you want there so david were you a craft beer guy before you got involved with big draft no, I wasn't. I had okay. some, you know, stovetop, home brewing kind of experience. Drank plenty of it. But in our plan and our startup, as we got the brewery going, we knew we needed to find some solid guys to bring a big game. And JW has delivered. I mean, they've got the experience and 
as you can tell the product is just just phenomenal the craftsmanship that goes into it the knowledge like you know i thought i kind of knew what i was doing a little bit you know going by the recipe but when these guys start talking about science and just blows my mind i'm like there's no way i could have pulled this off myself we get the same way we've had some people on our show and the one i always think of is uh stan when we have stan hieronymus on who just knows we know a good bit but this guy comes on it's like we don't know anything at all (laughs) you know but we always learn so much from that so it's a great experience and his main focus is just hops there's there are people probably like him for grain as well for everything i'm sure he knows a fair amount about grain everything else sure he might be listening i don't want him to get mad at that's right don't don't be trash talking now (laughs) yeah Yeah. well you know what we need to take another break we're going to be back very soon to talk more with big draft brewing Best brewmasters are obsessed with creating a high-quality, consistent product. That means reducing mass viscosity for better wort separation and increasing brew house efficiency. UltraFlow Max from Novozymes helps you achieve both. It is time to brew with enzymes. Increase your brew house efficiency and achieve faster filtration today with UltraFlow Max from Novozymes. Order a free sample today at www.brewingwithenzymes.com slash beerguysradio. Brian and Tim, the beer guys. If you're like us, no lunch or dinner is complete without a pint or two of craft beer. Which is why Truck and Tap in downtown Woodstock, Alpharetta, and Duluth are always on our list. Tim, why do they call it Truck and Tap? Well, the tap part is easy, Brian. They've got 18 of them. As for the truck part, that's where it gets interesting. Truck and Tap features your favorite Atlanta area food trucks, so you're getting a different menu every day. Truck and Tap in downtown Woodstock, Alpharetta, and Duluth. Truckandtap.com. Let them know that the beer guys sent you. Follow the Beer Guys on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Now, back to the Beer Guys Radio Show. Shake it, back! Welcome back to the Beer Guys Radio Show. I want to give a quick shout-out to one of our great radio affiliates, WERL 950 AM in Eagle River, Wisconsin. Catch Beer Guys Radio and WERL every Saturday at 8 AM. Now let's get back to Big Draft Brewing. JW, I want to talk brewing and beers with you a little bit more here. And uh, we had brushed on it, I think, briefly that you mentioned that your demographic likes what we call drinking beers. You think that's pretty accurate, that uh, drinking beers are, are a staple there? Sure. We like to attempt to try and brew beers that would transcend demographic barriers or, or market barriers. I'd like to brew a Fest beer of Marzen, for instance, that can be appreciated by somebody that has a world of experience in the style. Right. But then also be quite pleasurable to drink by the guy that drinks nothing but Bud Light. 
So we've noticed definitely a trend into the lighter in color. Okay. Spirits. Even the color. Gotcha. Okay. Yeah. Sure. Um, you know, it's just these guys, and I'm sorry I didn't send along the uh, Nocte Sermonis that these guys are talking about, which is a Belgian black ale. Okay. But it's one of those beers that, you know, is intimidating for a newcomer to look at. But once you drink it, you know, you have another. So. Gotcha. Yeah, I would say that uh, our market tends to lean more towards the lighter styles. What kind of education you got there as far as do people come in and let's say someone comes in and they're like, man, what do you got Bud Light? Do you got Bud Light? Because I'm sure you get that. I'm sure you get that. And when you say no, but we've got this and they try that, how are you at, you know, kind of taking them through the spectrum there? Are people pretty open to that or do they find a beer they like and they're like, no, I'm good. I'm going to stick with this one. Yeah. So, you know, in theory, we have our sales pitch to get them to where they want to go. The sales reports will show otherwise. You know, once they drink that foreman, they stick with it, apparently. As you guys know, having evolved in the craft beer kind of world, the lupulin threshold or whatever that thing was a while back. Sure, you know, right. As, oh, yeah. yeah. As you start drinking craft beers, your taste evolves. And eventually, you know, we're two months old, so we'll get them there. Thousand it, it IBU beers. Well, we're planning some good stuff here, but yeah. um, we've got to ease them into it. Well, for you, JW, let's say people were just, you know, we'll drink, you know, whatever. We want to experience how crazy do you personally get with your brewing? With my brewing or with my drinking? Yes. 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 Yeah, both yeah, of these. Yeah. Now that we have both options, we want to hear both. Right, exactly. Right. So I, I lean more towards the funky and sour stuff sure. right now. Okay. You know, I'm not afraid of hops, though. I want to taste the most bitter beer you got. I don't necessarily want to drink it pour after pour after pour. Right. But I, I can enjoy a, a big double IPA. I like the crispness that the acid brings in a sour beer. I like the fruited beers. I like the funk that some Brett can bring. You know, we haven't delved really into that much. Uh, one of our first beers we brought on was a peach Berliner Weiss. Okay. It's selling really well. But, you know, surprisingly, it's a beer that um, is able to transition folks. They come in, they say they don't even like beer. And we say, well, try this one. And, you know, it, it doesn't taste like what they associate in their mind as beer, which right. is what their grandpa or their dad drank. It's some Stroh's or banquet beer or what have you. That's right. Um, exactly. So, yep, it's a process, though, and it is for all of us, I think. I'm curious, how are, and this is leading into beer, but how is bourbon received by the locals there? Are you pretty big bourbon drinkers there in White Sulphur Springs? Because I'm thinking that there might be a tie-in, you know, if you pitch a, a bigger beer, is this bourbon barrel-aged or has bourbon-like characteristics to it? It's like, do you like bourbon? Then you might like this. I'm just curious how that might play in that area, or is there such a divide between bourbon and beer? I'm like, I only like my beer this way, and I only like my bourbon that way. I'm curious how that might play or if you think it, that would work. If I'm not mistaken, I'm not sure White Sulphur Springs likes too much color in their hard liquor, Brian. Oh, you, oh so, you, so you're thinking vodka or something like not that? Not vodka. Oh, <laughs> I don't think he's following me. I don't I think, think he's following me. Oh. oh, white. You're talking white dog. Yeah, yeah, I'm sorry. I'm a little slow on the uptake this evening. Yeah, and that was my uncles definitely did, you know, we're going to call it home brewing there. So, yeah. Home distilling. That's right. Yeah. But, JW, why don't you touch base on that, though? Because we actually are doing a collab with Smooth Ambler 
uh, oh, distillery cool. in okay. Lewisburg, and we've got one of eight of their barrels that you know J Dubs uh, took one of our stouts, and they're married right now, getting all uh, happy in a, a couple barrels. But why don't you touch base on that real quick, Jay, if you want to? Yeah, sure. And you guys are exactly right. You can definitely lead people in the right direction. We just rebrewed yesterday a beer that we call uh, Savon Saison. It uses exclusively Nelson Savon hops. And once you mention it has a nice Savion Blanc character from the hops, uh, your wine drinkers are all over it. And typically, in our experience, they enjoy it. We sold out of that beer. It was another one of the first beers that we brought on. We sold out quickly and are just now getting caught up enough to where we're rebrewing it. Back to, to Dave, though, and the stout that we've got, We've got a honey oatmeal stout and smooth ambler contradiction rye barrels that have been in there for about six weeks. When they brought these things to us soaking wet, they bottled off these barrels. They're just right up the road from us. They bottled off the barrels on one day, brought them to us the next day, and we brewed into them the following day or packaged into them. And so our plan is to take that beer that's been soaking and uh, we've got a beer in fermentation right now. Another stat, we brewed it a little drier. We brewed the first one a little sweeter, knowing that it was going to pick up some tannin from the barrel. The alcohol was going to cut a lot of what was there. So the beer we're blending back in with, it's just a tad drier to kind of match that. And um, we're looking for a quality product out of it come uh, next Friday. Uh, we'll be releasing that beer, Irish Ords Honey Oatmeal Sounds good to me. Stout. <laughs> wow. That's yeah, that's <laughs> quite a combination. So rye yeah. barrels and I'm intrigued by this and blending of different stouts together. That's very sophisticated, Tim. It's pretty I mean it's cool. It's cool stuff, man. It's, it sounds good to me. Absolutely. JW said that better than Tim saying work week. He did. He did. He, de <laughs> he definitely nailed that a lot better than I did. That is the truth. So you want to host the show, JW? Also, <laughs> to, so no, I'll thank you, man. I appreciate it. You guys do a great job. <laughs> most of the time. Most of the time there. Yeah, so 50-50. Yeah. And, you know, as as the temperatures cool down in that, you know, it's sometimes it's hard to sell a stout like that in the summer unless it's some nerds like us who will drink a stout, you know, anytime that it comes sure. around if the, if the mood strikes. Air but conditioning is there for a reason. That's right. Yeah. It's there. Turn it to whatever the lowest temp is. Exactly. Grab your, your stout, stout and kick back. Get some slippers yeah. and a stout in your pipe or whatever, slippers bathroom. You're that good. sounds good. Good to go. Yeah, absolutely. You know, a couple others you mentioned here. Some uh, You do an ESB, Dry Creek ESB. I think that was a recent release. Is that correct? Sure, yeah. We love the, those English pub ales, man. Yeah, There's, yeah. I mean, it's always nice very to see Very approachable, those. very easy to drink, yeah. 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 You know, we're big fans of the Crispy Boys, a nice Pilsner. You know, sit down, have a Pilsner. Uh, Kolsch kills it, though. A lot of places oh, yeah. that Kolsch does really well. And uh, I see you did hunting camp calls, correct? Yeah, yeah. Recent a little release. nod to the the heritage of our community and, and sure state. enough, yeah. No, you know, no G on hunting. Hunting, hunting club. Oh, hunting hunt club. Oh, there we go. Okay, okay. hunting camp. Hunting right hunt camp. Hunting camp. camp. Yeah. You know what? Talking about the heritage in that area, I, I want to back up for those that have been listening. They're like, what in the world is White Sulphur Springs? You know, you may have heard. I think the biggest landmark there, Greenbrier, of course the Greenbrier Resort, and it goes back a long time. And I'm sure all of you knew this as well, but long before the government declassified the bunker, you know, I knew about it there. My mom had told me about it, you know, growing up there. And when they were building the bunker, this is a fun story. My uncle had been working there, uh, working downtown, and was telling everybody they're building a bunker under the Greenbrier. But my uncle was known to be a little uh, off his rocker, is the technical <laughs> term there. So no one believed him. 
No one paid <laughs> yeah. any mind to it. But anyhow, Nate's telling me I need to shut my face. So I'm going to do that and wrap up. You're listening to the Beer Guys Radio Show. We'll be back with Big Draft Brewing right after this. thought about owning your own brewery but don't know what it takes to get one built we're storytime construction and we build breweries we're georgia's most experienced and hands-on contractors when it comes to building new breweries and tap rooms or expanding existing breweries we offer full build outs remodeling and additions as well as consulting and construction management give us a call at 770-733-4343 storytime construction we build breweries have you visited Ironmonger Brewing recently? Take a trip and see the newly renovated and spacious tap room, or enjoy the outdoors in their new beer garden with plenty of seating and shade to ease that summer sun. Ironmonger's tap room has a variety of craft beer and hard seltzer on tap, with wine and spirits coming soon. Ready for a bit of adventure? Try out axe throwing with Ironmonger's 16 target range. It's a perfect spot for some quick fun or to host your next party or corporate event. So grab your friends and have some fun today at Ironmonger Brewing. Follow the Beer Guys on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Back off, man. I'm a scientist. Now, back to the Beer Guys Radio Show. Welcome back to the Beer Guys Radio Show. If you enjoy the show, please consider supporting us on Patreon. Just go to patreon.com slash beerguys. Patrons get cool perks like Beer Guys swag and commercial-free episodes. Now let's get back to Big Draft Brewing. Big Draft Brewing, White Sulphur Springs, West Virginia. During the break, we were talking about various things. What beer you drink if craft beer went away? What macro would go in your fridge? So, indeed, and uh, we talked about Kolsch service. We talked Kolsch about service, yes. and if there was no craft beer, it'd be bourbon. And so we got talking there, and the we ended the subject with "Don't threaten me with a good time." That's right. So that's where we wrapped up. And along those lines, if you come to White Sulphur Springs, West Virginia, and you come down, I got to throw this in before I forget it. If you don't know White Sulphur Springs, and you are a video gamer. Ooh. And you have played Fallout 76. That's right. Then you may know the White Spring Hotel there. White Spring Resort? or is it White hotel? Spring Resort. Yes. That is actually modeled after the Greenbrier in White Sulphur Springs. I played that right. game and was absolutely thrilled with stomping through the old grounds there and checking it out. So, yes, yeah, so it is has been immortalized in a video game. Also, 26 presidents apparently have stayed at the There's a the, lot of famous folks. That, you know what? Go on Wikipedia. I'm going to link that in our show notes this week so you can check out the Green Bar along with the other info here. That's but, what I did, basically. <laughs> yeah, it's very cool story. Nice history there. But if you come to Big Draft Brewing or you come grab you some barbecue or go to the cafe and get a coffee, 
some music that there's a lot to do in the area. We've talked about how it's a small town and a little brewery and revitalizing, but if you're the outdoorsy type, you can have a very good time there, right? Absolutely. I mean, there's so much to do. I mean, it's, we're right in the middle of the woods. If you want to go drop a line in and get a trout, go out on an ATV, take a Jeep out. I mean, there's Jeep jamborees that happen there. Go out mountain biking. We're lots of awesome stuff. I mean, you're in the right spot to be outdoors. Good stuff. Yeah. 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 I like that idea of being able to wander not too far away and catch trout right out of a stream. That's a something our, I'd like doing. Our litter family land, we put a like a very small single wide trailer up there. We didn't want to mess with the land too much, but we wanted somewhere to stay. But well, maybe twenty <laughs> feet from the back of our uh, trailer slash cabin, we're going to call it a cabin. Sounds better. <laughs> was a little stream, so like I could cast from our back door out into this stream and uh, and you know go. That's fishing, living man. right there. That's living, man. Good times, but. I mean, I'm ready to go. I'm ready to go yeah. back and visit. Uh, we'll get uh, Aunt Story, who was on with our Oktoberfest show. He's got a heck of a Jeep. Oh, okay, yeah. We so we'll get up here and get him, get him up, up there and stomp yeah. around. We'll do some fishing. We'll catch a concert and uh, just everything you want to do. That We can get some soap made with Big yeah, Raft. That's there, right. right. Yeah, you guys have Sudsy soap. soap. Sudsy Soap. Is that soap company part of your businesses, or is it just a little partnership thing you got going there? No, yeah, it's a friend of ours. It's Sweet Cedar and Company. It's just a soap company in town. Okay. I've seen an advertisement where one of the other bigger beers was doing it with somebody, and I said, hey, guys, let's call Aaron. Let's make our own soap. Let's do it. And so they're working it up. So it's a great, cool town. You have a lot of outdoor recreation. You got the National Forest, State Parks, the Fist Hatchery still in White Sulphur, you know. Uh, Barnwood Builders, you know, they got their shop and their headquarters is in White Sulphur Springs. Um, and of course, don't forget Lewisburg's right next door. We've become a valley now rather than just a few towns. And, gotcha. Uh, there's just so much to do. You can ride the the ATVs up through the mountains, Cates Mountain and Greenbrier Mountain, and just uh, come back and drink some beer with us and, and get some great food. And the local talent and music is phenomenal, but we also have some bigger acts that come through. So, Everybody just needs to keep an eye on us. we got a great social media, uh, Sarah, who you've seen, and our marketing director, just, you know, Facebook, Instagram, our websites are just on point and, and current. You get on there and you'll want to come. It makes you want to be there. He just took my last minute of our fourth segment, man, yeah. with all the pitch there. He's got it. He's got it in. He's ready to go. Well, it's good because so. I had a diversion. I was reminded they had a coffee shop attached to him. I'm like, coffee beer, coffee beer. I love coffee. Right. I'm a big coffee junkie. Yes. Are we going to be seeing some coffee beer, some little collaborative efforts between uh, enterprises there? Get uh, get some of that coffee work that into a beer. Are we going to see that? Yeah, sure. Um, it's definitely not beneath me to, to throw some beans in a beer. Okay. So, there you go. No immediate plans to, but I've had a few that I've enjoyed. I've never brewed one personally, but not scared of it. We've seen a few. We've talked about like beers that are good for delivering coffee outside. You know, coffee stouts, of yes, course, is one. Sure. Uh, coffee Kolsch. Yeah. Is yeah. a good delivery. Uh, Blondales, you see a lot. Blondales. Blonde coffee beers are doing great. a nice one. Yeah. Uh, brown ales, which I think, my personal opinion, much love to the brown ale, just my personal opinion is. Unless you are in an absolutely exceptional brown ale, you're boring. 
Oh, okay. Yeah. You're basic and you're boring. I don't, but... I, I like a good, unfancy brown ale. Okay. You add a little coffee to it. Even without. Like, just by itself, it's a great style. Okay. Perfect for smoking cigars with. I mean, it, it works Fair enough, so Brian. well with them. That's part of the uh, the beauty of that particular beer style. Good. It's a great base layer, too. It's a great base for anything else you want to do. JW, what are your opinion on brown ales? Who's right, me or Brian? You got to choose one. Go. <laughs> no, an American <laughs> brown ale is something to behold you know if done well um a big hoppy india brown ale if you will you know i i can get on that all right you know a nut brown ale yeah it's a fair style it's not my favorite depends on the nuts i think it does yes which, which sounds dirty but i'm actually serious about that because we did make a note of the time there nate we'll we'll pull that out for use later That's so right. yeah depends on the nuts we did some home brewing experimentation sure. with hazelnut yeah yeah, depending on nice. the variety, I found that uh, some perform better in beers than others. But I think it's good. Uh, vanilla. Yes. Uh, vanilla, hazelnuts, uh, coconut. We did a coconut. We did yeah. a coconut brown that uh, was pretty bang up good. Yeah, so. that's a pretty solid one. You know what? I, I'm reminded of something we we talked about in between segments. I believe it was a barley wine. Was it a barley wine and something involving ramps? Ramps. Or was was, was so, that right? We, guys, need to, we probably for, need to talk about that. Right. And for those that don't know, I know very... On the surface, what exactly are ramps? My mother used to talk about them, picking them in White Sulphur Springs with great fondness. But what exactly is a ramp? A wild onion, really, at, at okay. its essence, but more, you know, more like a shallot or a chive. Okay. Because it's got the greener leaves that grow in the spring. They're great with trout and other harvest meals. I think they're just it's it goes great with beer too, right, JW, or or a wine, a wine, the wine, wine and ramps. You don't want to render them down in the house without uh, forewarning. <laughs> that, okay, I have heard that, right. <laughs> and stay away from people the next day, for sure. <laughs> nah, they're the epitome of Appalachia harvest. Uh, ramps and morels, when they're coming through in the spring, you, you know you're striking gold when, uh, when a good friend offers you some ramps or some morels. Uh, they're wild onions, and they, and they protect their patches. Uh, so. Yes, I have tried to get some friends to give up morel hunting. Like, I just, I, not knowing much about it, I was like, oh, hey, I saw that you'd pick some morels. You mind show me? Literally laughed at. Literally <laughs> laughed at there. So, yeah. I don't have good enough friends. None of my friends ever give me morels. I've That's had it. them a, a once or twice, and I'm like, well, these are amazing. We really, yeah. uh, we really need to eat more of these, or I do anyway. Now, and, along those lines. Friends. I need friends or, you need friends or family in West Virginia, I guess. Okay, well, that's See? it. There yeah. you go, man. There you go. Along those lines, guys, talking about that, do you do any, like, harvested brewing or uh, I don't know the word I'm looking for here. Foraged? But forage. Yeah, forage Like, beers. do you do any, like, foraged beers there? JW, foraging for Big uh, Draft? The ramp beer will be foraged. Okay. All right. Yeah. Is that, do people grow those, like, cultivate and grow, or is it pretty strictly a wild thing? Yeah, you know, not that I know of. I don't know of anybody that's had any success with uh, domesticating ramps. They're really not real hard to find if you know what you're looking for. And okay. so I would save the trouble and just go get them. No need you to know. grow them. They're there, sure. right? Okay, fair enough. The free-range ones are better, too. Yes. The yeah. free-range ramps, yes. Now, are ramps going to go into a beer, or is this going to be, like, paired up somehow? The ramps will be processed into a syrup, essentially, which will be added to the beer. 
Okay, that sounds like a horrible idea. Good luck. Yeah, I hope that goes well <laughs> for you. you. So, yeah. I, 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 I don't know how to feel about that. I was, I was thinking ramps and that. What is a ramp? It's a wild onion. What yeah. are you going to do with it? We're going to make a syrup and put it in a beer. All right. I mean, so. weirder things have tasted. Sure, they tasted have. great. So I, I'd I try don't know. It. Yeah, I'd absolutely, try it for I'd try, sure. There, absolutely try that. We'll yes. make a really cool A before whatever we end up. There you go. <laughs> there you go. Good stuff, guys. It'll it be sounds- a sticky note. That's it. <laughs> Give the graphic uh, graphic artist there a sticky note and a sharpie, and he'll have this knocked out in no time. A green, <laughs> a green sticky note, not the yellow Let's one. Let's not get green... crazy. Settle down, Brian. Yeah, okay. Settle down. All right, I've taken Guys, it too far. Thank you so much for joining us. Great catching up with everybody. Talking White Sulphur Springs. Really nice to hear about what's going on in the town. David, you've already shared what I typically close with. Where can people find more info? So check out Big Draft Brewing. All that's going on there, and have a good time. It's going to be yeah. fun. So. Cheers, y'all. That about wraps it up for this episode of the Beer Guys Radio Show. Join us next week as, Brian, we're going non-alcoholic again. Oh, we are? We're going to be talking to Partake Brewing. Find out what's going on there. Once again, thanks for tuning in. Have a great week, and don't forget to drink local. Cheers. <laughs>